0: Hi everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Scott Kokener. A Ford quarter life and business coach helps business owners in their 40s and 50s who are successful yet dissatisfied with the uncertainty of where their life and business is headed. He concentrates on helping owners of small to mid-sized companies create clarity and design a comprehensive life and business plan. He helps not only with strategy, but secured solid traction through an iterative approach. His clients are reaching new heights and accomplishing much more than they ever thought possible. So without further delay, let's welcome Scott. Scott, welcome to the show.
1: It's a pleasure to be with you today.
0: Scott, let's start from your journey first. What exactly inspired you to become a coach? How did you get started in this profession?
1: I can date, this will date me, this will... Tell you how old I am. Back in 1999, I was asked to investigate coaching for a potential benefit for our family business. And in my investigation, I fell in love with the whole concept. So I ended up hiring my own coach, and then I got certified and became a coach, and coached people on the side. Uh, never really got into the business of coaching formally, but I did it on the side of my full business, full-time job. Kept doing that, and, and when we had to close the business back in 2015, I was a 50-year-old without a career, so I decided to pull my coaching experience along with all nearly 30 years of business experience and turn it around to become the partner I wish I'd had when we lost our business. So that's how I got started into it. I just, I fell in love with the principle of coaching. It is very powerful for both the coach and the client. And now I'm doing it full-time. It's all I do. And I absolutely
0: love what I'm doing. And how it is going on?
1: It's going great right now. I'm I'm able to work with some fantastic clients who are doing some amazing stuff. It's just, I, I am very privileged to be on this side of losing my career, doing what I'm doing today.
0: Awesome. Great. Scott, since you've got a lot of experience in coaching, What do you think that, what are the most important qualities for a successful course to possess?
1: What comes to my mind are two in particular, two qualities. The first one is service. And let me explain what I mean by that. Coaching is a relationship and trust-based profession. When you do your best work, it's based on a relationship with the client where there's rapport, where there's trust, confidentiality, and all of that. And the minute you start treating people like numbers, especially in your marketing, you make it more difficult to establish relationships with great clients. So having adopting a service mindset, and I've adopted that, and and it's really made a difference in my business where every conversation that I have, I seek to serve them with no expectation they'll ever pay me for coaching. And if I do that long enough and broad enough, eventually there will be people who say what does it look like to work with you and it's a very genuine way to, and i don't call it building or creating clients i call it i call it onboarding relationships and so that's the first thing service mentality being able to help people yeah. with no expectation in return the second is listening and i know that we hear that quite a bit but there's there's a lot to listening there are a lot of people climbing ladders on walls that are the wrong walls and when i engage in listening it establishes the root challenge or the root cause for the goal that my clients are trying to achieve and we try to get to that root problem before moving in any direction so listening is very important
0: and how do you approach working with clients who are really struggling to achieve their goals
1: when someone is not achieving their goals something's not working right
0: Yes, yeah, Something
1: is not working. We don't always know what. So I use the metaphor of riding in a car with my clients. We stop the engine, we get out, we open the hood, and we inspect what's really going on. Many times it's a mindset thing. They're just stuck in a belief that they can't achieve the goal. Other times it's as simple as overwhelm. We're in a complex world where we are constantly interrupted by social media. And if we're not being interrupted, we're looking for what we're missing. So constantly being interrupted and this always on 24-7, that's what I find a lot behind clients who aren't achieving their goals. And once we identify that root cause, then we address it. We close the hood, we get back in the car, and we move forward with a new and more energizing plan.
0: Correct. And uh, Scott, that we are humans and each and every day we have to deal with some kind of some level of problem, challenges, difficulties in our life. So mm-hmm. as a coach or as an entrepreneur, like when you are a coach and an entrepreneur, it's the double thing is like double. So you are also helping people to overcome the challenges, problems that they have. But as a coach, you mo- sometimes you also get some kind of stress, some kind of feeling low and like whatever the things so how do you stay motivated and continue grow as a coach
1: and that's true every coach you tend to think sometimes some people put coaches on pedestals and they have all the answers and all the have it all together (laughs) Uh, but we are human and based on my tradition i was raised in a christian home i start each day with prayer and bible reading and quiet my mind to remind myself that everything i face has eternal context So that's the thing. Now, that doesn't hold all day long. There are still bad days. There are still, I should say, not necessarily bad days, but there are bad moments in days. Um, On occasion, I will take a walk with my dog between sessions because sometimes a session is particularly heavy. We all face heavy things. I have a coach. I actually have two coaches right now. I always will have a coach. And it's just so helpful to have someone else who is a part of your journey, who is seeing things different than you. And my my coach has saved me from a wealth of mistakes just by pointing out blind spots. Because we have our sessions, but I'm with me 24-7. Mm-hmm. I see things the way I see things. And the old adage, we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And sometimes we need to be corrected. And so that's what I do. I bounce things off my coach and say, am I looking at this right, correctly? And plus, I'm always reading something of relevant to my profession or to the market that I serve. I'm always feeding myself information.
0: Yeah. Okay, Scott, do you do only one-on-one coaching or do you have group coaching or do you have any online program, offline program? Like how do you operate? If anyone wants to get coaching from you, then what kind of are level for
1: that? Well, I've got actually got three. I guess the answer to your question is yes. You mentioned three options. One is a one-on-one, uh, which is a private coaching where you know, we work together for three months at a time. The other is group coaching with business owners who are you know, very active, very passionate about what they do, but they recognize that they can grow in a group a lot faster. And so I facilitate groups like that. And then the third is a very low-end but very effective process. I call it lifeline. It is your lifeline to keeping you going. That And, and that is the most or I should say the least investment of money. So those three, one-on-one, group coaching, and an online program.
0: Okay, Scott, how do you balance holding your clients accountable? while also being compassionate and supportive.
1: There are times when my cli- when I look at my clients and say, why didn't you do your homework? You know, why you've asked me this same question three, four times. And sometimes it does require a difficult conversation, but not an argument. Now there's a difference between a difficult conversation and an argument. An argument is where there are pointed questions that spark real honest discussion. And I like to, I heard a long time ago that a great coach is always one question away from being fired. And, and so I don't shy away from asking difficult questions of my clients. It would be a disservice to them if I didn't. When my clients hire me, of course we have a relationship and there's rapport and all, but I'm not your friend. Mm. When we're co- I am helping you. Get what you need to get. And if I recognize at all that you're just, you're playing small, I'll call you on it. Sometimes that's a little difficult here. In fact, my coach, which is the reason I have her as my business coach, is she calls me on stuff and it hurts. It's, this is a pet project. I want to go this direction. She said, it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit with where you're headed. And as I reflect on that, I begin to realize, okay, she's right. She's right.
0: Yeah. And can you share any example of your coaching success story and what you believe contributed to your success?
1: I was in a the office of one of my clients one day, and he was working on a deposit for his real estate business. He had a, a stack of checks, and he was working on a spreadsheet and then writing down on the deposit sh- sheet and all. And in the middle of preparing this deposit, I asked him, can I just observe what you're doing? He said, sure. So I noticed how this task was not suited to who he was. He is a dominant individual, can't sit still, and very outgoing and people-oriented, and, be, and yet here's here he is working in a spreadsheet, trying to put together a very menial technical task. Long story short, we looked at this step-by-step, And I offered a suggestion that he offload that to his administrative assistant, who, it turned out, gravitated toward that project. She She, loved it. She did it so much better and quicker. But here's the thing that is really interesting about that story. We identified how long it took my client to do these deposits each week. It was roughly 40 minutes a week. Then we looked at his value to the company. Uh, I think it was like an eight or $10 million company. And we looked at the percentage of that revenue that he was directly related. It related to his direct involvement. Doing the numbers, we identified an hourly cost to the business based on that. And when we put the numbers together, 40 minutes of not doing that, but getting out and working with his clients and his prospects. We saved $100,000 every year. That was a one-time shift of an activity that wasn't suited for him anyway. And it was suited to someone else and they loved it. And we saved him $100,000 a year. Now I attribute that success. I would like to say it's all me, right? Yeah. But it wasn't. I think it was because the client's courage to let go of something familiar. That was very courageous. And secondly, the willingness of his assistant to take on new work, the open mindset, working together, and of course, the power of observation, which is a form of listening, I think that was all part of it.
0: Correct. 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 Absolutely. And it's a really great story, Scott. Scott, let's talk about some misconception. Each and every industry has some kind of misconception, right? What are some common misconceptions about coaching and how do you address them with your clients?
1: A a lot of people, when they hear about coaching now that I started coaching early on, and one of the major barriers that I had was a, and no knowledge of coaching. And so that was what I had to overcome. But over, over the years, coaching has become a lot more commonplace. People talk about having a coach. It's been on sitcoms and all TV and all this, but I think the challenge right now is that a lot of people think of coaching in the same way they think of counseling or therapy. And there's a stigma to asking for help. Now, counseling and therapy is fantastic for people who need it, right? But that stigma, I've failed as a person, I need help. And especially clients who are high driving type A type personalities, they don't like to admit that they failed or that they need help. So that's a misconception. Of coaching. First of all, coaching is different than counseling and therapy because it doesn't look back to fix a problem. It looks forward to reach a goal. Yeah. It looks to the future. How I overcome that is I ask the question, okay, you're a business owner. Why did you hire your lawyer? Why did you hire your CPA? It's because yeah. they have a unique set of skills that you don't possess, mm-hmm. but that you need to co-create solutions together. And it's a strategic decision to bring on a set of eyes that can help you run a better life, a better business. And a coach is a strategic decision. I actually appeal to the entrepreneur. This is a strategic partnership that you are bringing on. It's not an admission of needing help. You're in the driver's seat. So make a strategic decision to bring on someone who is trained to ask questions. That's what coaches do. They don't have answers. A good coach has great questions. And when you bring someone in, it's a strategic move on your part and good for you because you're broadening your experience and your advice and that platform of wisdom.
0: Correct. And Scott, imagine that you are writing your autobiography, okay? Then how do you name it and why?
1: I'm actually in the process of writing a book. We have a manuscript right now. It's coming out this fall or late in this year of 2023. And the working title has, it will have something to do with preparing yourself for an epic fourth quarter. And what I describe fourth quarter is your 60s, 70s, 80s. And it is based on my story. The story of, uh, if your listeners are familiar with the, the hero's journey, where something happens in your life and it throws you into a cave and you're trying to figure things out and you start piecing things together and you come out stronger than you were before that event, that is part of my story. And so I weave my story into Mm -hmm. what I've learned about reinventing my family business and then closing it and then becoming a 50-year-old without a career and then turning that around and pulling the pieces, the shattered pieces together to create what I believe is a passionate approach to help others determine what their next adventure is for their fourth quarter. So that's, you asked me if I were to write an autobiography, I actually am.
0: And when can we expect your book?
1: Somewhere in the fall of 2023, maybe toward the end of 2023.
0: And it would be available on the Amazon, right?
1: Yes, it will. Yep.
0: Awesome. Uh, Scott, before we wrap up our podcast today, any final message that you would want to say with our listener?
1: Well, when it comes to coaching, not everybody needs a coach, but everybody can benefit from a coach. So I would say, whether it's me or someone else, it doesn't have to be me. But if you've been holding off, I would suggest that you stop and reconsider just how powerful a second set of eyes on your context can bring you to new heights sooner than you were, than if you were to ever try to work things out
0: on your own. Scott, tell us about your Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or any other social media platform. So that our audience can find you and get in touch with you.
1: Sure. If you search, well, Scott Kokenauer on LinkedIn, but if you search Serving Strong, I've got a podcast myself, which is "Serve Strong Finish Strong. It's on Apple, Spotify, Mission Matters, all over the place. Facebook, Serving Strong. Uh, LinkedIn, we have a Serving Strong company. Instagram, it's serving.strong. And uh, that's pretty much where I hang out. I hang out mostly in LinkedIn.
0: Guys, do make sure you follow Scott as he's a wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to him according to your coaching needs. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneurs. So thank you, Scott, for being on this. And it was an honor to hosting you today.
1: Oh, the honor is mine. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time.
0: Thanks again, Scott. So that said, I'm your host Subrat signing off and you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.